This week's episode of Mind Gap Podcast is brought to you by Gentle Oats Oatmeal. It's a new year, and it's time for a new you. Let's face it, you're kind of fat, and you need all the help you can get. Let's start with one baby step, a healthier oatmeal. Oatmeal has been around ever since poverty and prisons were invented. But what you don't know is that every other oatmeal brand out there is making their product by torturing and murdering their oats. Your typical means of harvesting involves machinery that slices and beats the plant until seeds come out. Gentle Oats Oatmeal believes in a more humane practice in retrieving oats. Consent. Our oats are organically grown and not touched until the plant provides consent for harvest. Once this happens, our team members gently remove the necessary materials by hand from the plant. There are no barbaric methods needed for gathering our ingredients. When you take that first bite of Gentle Oats Oatmeal, you'll think, yup, this tastes like the time I spent up in state prison for grand larceny. But you can sleep easier at night knowing that the oats you ate not only helped you not eat something that will keep you on the path to diabetes, but it was also harvested cruelty-free. It's time to take a healthier and humane approach to your life. So pick up your oatmeal at select grocery stores today while supplies last. Tell the cashier at checkout that you heard about Gentle Oats Oatmeal on MindGap Podcast, and you'll get a free I Eat Oatmeal sticker that you can put on the back windshield next to your stick figure collection of your family, your half marathon sticker, and your baby on board sign. This week's podcast is brought to you by Elephant and Castle, located at 185 North Wabash and 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois. Look, I know you're looking for that perfect English pub experience so you can grab some incredible drinks and some tasty food. Elephant and Castle has you covered. They have excellent daily drink specials, happy hour, Monday through Friday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m., and some delicious food for you to chew on while you watch some sports. Come on down to Elephant and Castle at 185 North Wabash or 111 West Adams in Chicago, Illinois, and tell them that MindGap Podcast sent you. Good evening, kind folk! On today's episode, Doug and I confess our culinary sins by describing the most shameful meals we've ever eaten. Then we chat about why the fuck people keep asking Martin Scorsese about comic book movies when he clearly doesn't give a shit about them. And then we wrap things up by talking about how hard acting is. Seriously, it's hard. So lock your doors, draw the curtains, and wipe away your shameful tears as you eat cold baked beans out of a can and listen to episode 229 of Mind Gap Podcast! Doug, say the thing! Mind Gap Podcast. Rectum, rectum. It's a porn. <laughs> rectum. Rectum, I barely knew him. You want to play poker? Poker, I barely knew her. Keep going. I know there's one more. Do you want to... I don't know. <laughs> Do it with hot dog. Do you want a hot dog? Hot dog? I barely... Turn the heat on. <laughs> Give me another one. <laughs> Let's do. I like this game. <laughs> Swine. Swine. You're a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Why not swear? <laughs> Swine. You're a pig. <laughs> I feel like I'm winning this game. <laughs> I feel like now everything's like food-based or animal-based. <laughs> Fertilizer. 
Uh, fertilizer. <clears throat> yeah. I, she, she, fertile. <laughs> I have a baby. I have. There's children. <laughs> fertilizer. There's kids involved. Fer- I, I know. Fertilizer. I barely knew her. We'll just keep doing <laughs> that. Go. We'll just I keep going right back to her. yeah. My favorite was swine. You're a pig. You're a pig. <laughs> Boom. The Tom had the Tom Tom Hatter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're a pig. <laughs> That's how I hear it whenever That's you, it. you're a pig. Yeah, you are. No, you are. You're a pig. <clears throat> hey, uh, so big news. Uh-oh. Um, fuck you, Drew. Uh, this is good news. Um, Natalie. Um, just it's gotta- not an attempt at an intro. A dull moment said an att- this attempt at an intro is not going well. It's not an attempt at an intro. This is just Doug and I talking. Yeah. Literally just us talking. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember this, Drew? We would sit in our tiny office and we would just do this shit all day. This was hell for you. I thought it was great. Not for you, for Drew. I, I thought it was great for him sometimes. <laughs> I feel like he would beg to differ. Well, then he would get up and go to the office and leave us. <laughs> right. So. I think, he would just naturally get up and be like. Oh, uh, well, it's still not going well. He says. <laughs> That's fair. You've always you've always given us honest assessments. The thing about I like it. about Drew is he'll always give it to you straight. He will, yes. Yeah, straight in the rectum. Rectum, <laughs> damn near killed him. And we're right back <laughs> in it. Uh, big news. Yeah. Uh, Natalie got her first haircut. What? Yeah. She hasn't had a haircut yet. Nope. Fucking hippie. Almost four years. Jesus. And uh, how'd she how'd she do with it? She was a goddamn champion. She was fucking fantastic. Are you going to show pictures I'm show so you. I can see yep. and all you listeners can just shut it? There she is. Oh my. Is that after? That's after. Let me see. I and there's, there's another shot right there. She is so fucking next level glam in this. Well, th- they also curled her hair a little bit. Dude. So those aren't natural curls or anything like that. But, you know. She's so cute. Yeah. Aww. So we found out. Jill's like, it's time. That's awesome. And also, they got a fucking N64 in this place. Dude, they have. Come on. Yeah, that, this, uh, this place right. is not messing around. Although, I want to go get my haircut at this place. Yeah. Jesus. Really cool place. And they got crayons? It was great for you. And when on. you're done, you get a treat. You get a little, little, you get to pick a prize. Dude! Yeah, right? Does okay. this make you feel, honest question, does yeah. this make you want to grow your hair back? No. So you can go get a Never. haircut at this place? No. I can save money on the haircut and go get my own treats at the store. Thank you. Yeah, but it's not the same, man. Yeah, every time I shave my head, I give myself a treat. Do you? Mm-hmm. I don't want to know more about that. What? We're going to leave it right there. I bake myself cornbread thinking other people in my house are going to eat it, and then they don't. So I eat the whole thing. <laughs> not fa- at once, over time. You know, you're, by not liking certain things, your family is slowly killing you. Yeah, because <laughs> the other part of me, too, which I realize is part of my eating disorder, is I don't like to see food go to waste. Yeah, I feel like it's wasteful. Oh, so sure. I then yeah. be like, well, someone's got to eat it. I can't just throw it away. And I'm right. Like, I just keep going. It's so, a problem, man. It's, it's a, a legit it's, problem. It's a real problem. Yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, I made apple pie. What? No one else here like just okay. All right, then my apple pie. This is natural, so it's gonna go bad real fast. So I gotta get in on this. Like, right. Right now. This like, is Doug Doug apple pie. Oh man. This, this, this um, so good. she didn't cry nope. during the haircut. No, she was super. It's crazy because Jill, just like. It was a Friday. She called this place thinking there's no way it's going to be available. Like, yeah, we have some availability tomorrow. And she's like, oh, okay. And we hadn't prepped Natalie Well, I can't imagine. All. It's not like a high-end salon where they book out. Well, they were only available for like three hours on a Saturday. So, like, it was very limited windows of time. Gotcha. Um, so, it is exclusive. I, I guess for Saturdays. Very nice. And, um, you know, we 
usually we like to prep her ahead of time. So we talked about it you know, often. I'm like, we'll have to get a haircut soon. Yeah. So that, that night we're like, guess what we're doing tomorrow? She's like, okay. At first she was like, then she was like, wait a minute. What does this mean? And we're like, yeah, whatever. But she was fucking awesome. That's the whole time awesome. She came in there. She was delightful. Uh, she followed instructions. She did a great job. And it was like, oh, look at you. Like a little adult now with your hair. All That's awesome. Nice and everything like that. Then we that. took her to the bank, opened up a bank account. And we're like, hey. Now you gotta start pre- prepping for taxes. That's so, it. So that's how it always goes, you know. Uh, Darkseid says he uh, feels the same way about food going to waste. So you're not solo on this, man. You're not Darkside, flying. You're not flying back. solo. Welcome back, pal. Good to see you. Um, yeah, it's tough, man. I don't. I don't like being that way. Um, not at all. Um, it sucks. I've got. I've, I've got like, eating problems, and that definitely doesn't help. I feel the same way. I feel the same way about food. I do hate seeing it go to waste, but I'll I'll usually if like if there's an abundance of it, I'll bring it to work, and that yeah. shit goes real quick. Yeah, that's th- but some of the stuff I can't really bring to work. Like, like what? Here's mac and cheese. So bring it to work. I, mm. I guarantee you, 100% guarantee you that people would eat that. Yeah. If you put that out with the spoon and like a bunch of plates next to it, gone. Probably gone by lunch. Yeah, you're probably right. I guess I'm also too lazy to be like, I gotta put this in a big old container. See, and that's then, the thing where yeah. it's it's trying to sh- the transport. It's the the bummer. Yeah. See, yeah. now something simple like cookies. Sure. Right? Fucking, that's fine. They're already in a big container. I'll right. take them with me, whatever. Or a, a big bag of candy, no problem. I'll take that wherever we need to go. But something like a pie, I'm like, ah, how do I package that? Because I also want to keep the container, and it, it gets hard to do that sort of stuff. But well. I would, we'll, here, I'll mentor you on this. Please. Because it's, and not on air. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give my secrets away to everyone, mm-hmm. but we'll, we'll work on it. We'll make you feel better about bringing stuff in. Cool. We'll figure, I'll help you figure out how to package, yeah. how to bag, how to carry. Thank you. Where to put things. Nice. Getting things back into the fridge real quick. Thank you. Yeah. Look, I, I got you. I need the help. We're going to have to invest in some dry ice though for you. Okay. And some very large containers with rolly wheels. Good. Okay. Let's do it. Cool. As long as we're on the same page with that. Totally fine. Cool. Yeah, I, I, the other night I was proud of myself because we went to get barbecue. And um, I realized, I'm like, I'm going to order just a little bit for myself because Natalie will inevitably not finish her meal. And so you're going to end up eating hers. Exactly. So instead of doing the full thing that I usually get and then eating hers, I was like, no. I'm going to do the Black Place special, which was a smoked prime rib, Ooh. which was delightful. Uh, I finished that, and I was like, that's so good. And I'm like, just waiting patiently. And Natalie inevitably doesn't finish her macaroni, so I eat that. She doesn't finish her fries. I eat the fries. I'm like, I feel a little And then better. did you feel, you're like, ah, I'm satiated. I was like, that's much better yeah. than being like, let me get a five-bone baby back ribs with fries and the cornbread. I'll eat all of that and then be like, give me what's left of your stuff, too. So, yeah. Uh, does Jill not have the same thing where she wants to, to finish what's on the plate or... Wait, wait, her, finish what, what Natalie, I'm saying like, no. eat, okay. Jill's very much, Jill's very particular about food in the sense of like, once it's cold, it's dead to her. Really? It has to be a certain temperature. Okay. And once it starts getting cold, she's like, I'm done. This is, this yeah. is it. Yeah. It's, I it's, feel like we've talked about this before. Now probably, that you say that, that sounds familiar. So like, not only that, Jill's not super into things like macaroni and cheese. Like she's not really into it. Yeah. So, but if it's, especially if she was and it was like room temperature or colder, she's like, I'm not eating that. See, that's where that's where we differ. Oh, what is because I'm just like, how long has it been sitting out? Under two hours? Okay. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm like, um, it's good, right? I mean, I have gutter palates, so it's right, absolutely. Fine. One of my favorite things to talk about gutter palates we used to do is uh, when McDonald's would have the 59 cent cheeseburger days. Oh God, yeah. We would go. We'd make two runs. We'd go get our cheeseburgers, and then we'd go back and because they had a five burger limit, <laughs> so you'd go to get your five burgers. And then you go back again and you just stick those in the fridge. And uh-huh. when you wake up in the morning, 
Ugh. Breakfast, baby. Did you warm them up? No. Okay. So now it leads me to another good question. I mean, sometimes you would. If don't we got, don't if, walk back on if, what you just said. If we got the junior bacon cheeseburgers from Wendy's mm-hmm. and we fridged those, mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Cold JBCs? Yeah. Yeah. So good. Oof. So good. The hamburgers from McDonald's, we would warm back up. But the JBCs, no. So let me ask you this. Because they had lettuce on it. What is, can you tell me about a time you ate something? You shame ate something. You ate it knowing this is gross what I'm eating, whether it was like uncooked or something like that. You're like, this is disgusting, but I'm doing it anyway. And you knew it. You knew it was something. I'll start. <laughs> like how you had one in the hopper. Oh, I. Yeah, ready to go. 100%. Okay. Um, I, and Jill watched me do this. And this is where uh, she to this day brings it up and I'm like it's rightfully so the only time in your relationship where she questioned whether or not she made the right decision it also makes me realize how important parents are in your life in shaping what you do um, so I opened up a can of Chef Boyardee ravioli and I ate it straight out of the can without heating it up and how, how long ago was this? I was in college okay and uh, Jill judged me harshly on that, as she should have, uh, but I just popped it open. And I was just like, oh, oh. she was like, "Oh my god!" What are you doing? Here's the thing: I saw my dad doing it <laughs> because I've seen my dad doing that. I'm like, "Well, this is normal, right? This is what people do, right?" Because I was like, "It's oh. cooked." I was like, "Ah, it's gonna take too long to warm up," because you had you had to consume it so quick. I wasn't starving. <laughs> it's not like I don't drink. So it's not like I was drunk. I'm like, <laughs> I just gotta eat this now. <laughs> I did that for a long time too. Like several, that wasn't like the only time I've yeah, done it. Yeah. I've done it a lot. But the very last time I did it, I actually felt pretty gross afterwards. And I was like, this is not how you're supposed to consume this. <laughs> There's instructions that say open, then heat up, either in stovetop or in microwave. But that's just a suggestion. Hot dogs say the same thing, I think. <laughs> That's another one I would not eat raw as a hot dog. It's not raw. It's cooked. It's fully cooked. Yeah. You are literally just warming it for your own uh, gratification. Yeah. I don't think it's like, here you go. It's like, uh-huh, no way, man. It'd be too cold. No. I I've mean, done it. I mean, I'm, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'd just take it right out of the fridge. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. There's one time where I take I it took- back. I could. You could. Yeah, I just I you, won't. And you would yeah. if push came to shove. Yeah, if it's like, oh no, I'd be like, oh, right. fuck it. I Doug, I'll give like, you five dollars. Okay. Yeah, like, it wouldn't be like, guys, we're out of electricity and all I have are these are these uh these wieners. I'd be like, All right, fine, you know, whatever. Oh no. I'll help you. It's out. not like will you eat this cat food to survive? Right. Like, <laughs> have you ever tried a, a, uh, any pet uh, stuff? I think I've tried a thing of dog food once, like the the not like the wet food, yeah. but the dry food. Because I was like, <clears throat> I remember as a kid, I was feeling. I'm like, this feels like salty and like yeah. spicy. And I was like, I'm curious. I was like, <laughs> nope, it's not good. Oh, wrong. Bad decision. Bad not, decision. Not good at all. I've tried one of the uh, begin strips. <laughs> not an entire one, but I, I had a bite of one. Was it a lie? Uh, it. I look. I'm glad the dogs like it because there's a <laughs> at least there's a market for it. Oh my god. And. Uh, uh, I tried a biscuit too, just like a regular like milk bone type biscuit. Uh, just again, just a little bite yeah. of it. Um, eh, you know, it's for the dogs. Um, <laughs> I I I can see why this isn't something that people normally snack on. <laughs> Natalie's been getting the Scooby snacks. Yeah. Um, and they are little milk bones. Yeah. That taste like you know good like good human stuff. Can. Yeah. And I remember I'm I don't I'd never had one before, and she's like, here you go, and I was like. 
my mind is like because you're making the association. I was like, this is not okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I took a bite. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty good. But I was like, yeah. I really was like, you can do it. You it's can, fine. <laughs> Put it in there. You can got it. Yeah. Take a bite. There was one time uh, I took five pounds of raw hamburger meat. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, there was one time I got. What did you do with it? <laughs> well, <laughs> I got a higher class prostitute. Right. I went to Vegas. <laughs> uh, no, I, <clears throat> I um. I ordered wings from a place very near uh, where we live, and I've gotten the wings from there before, and they're they're fantastic because they're not buffalo; they're something called like sassy wings. Yeah, and it's it's got a nice kick to it, but it's sweet and it's it's just it's a really nice I like where alternative, right? Um, it's kind of like a like a sweet pepper sauce almost. I can't I don't okay. know I don't know how to describe it, but right. it's really good. Um, but when I bit into the first wing, uh, it was like straight up pink. And like, it was one of the. It wasn't gummy, but it wasn't. It was almost gelat. Like you know what I'm talking. About? Like it was uh, warm. Huh. It was like the chicken wing was warm, but it was full on uncooked chicken. Okay. But I really wanted wings. Oh and no! And that sauce tasted so good. Oh no! And so I downed all ten uncooked wings. Wow! And I should have gone back down and gone. Hey guys, this is unacceptable. Yeah. I didn't because I'm like at the time in my head I'm like. I gotta go back down there, and I gotta wait for more wings to be cooked. And it was just—it was such a monumental thing. I'm like, I'll just muscle through this because it doesn't look that pink. And like, I started convincing myself otherwise. And by the end, I did not feel great. Oh no! And I have to this day—I've only gotten wings from there. That was at least two or three years ago. Uh-huh. I've only gotten wings from there. I think, I think one one more time since then. And I was like, it's been long enough because I had like an aversion to it after that. Did you get sick? I didn't get, thank God I did not get like blasted out your ass sick. But uh, I definitely, I didn't feel well. We'll yeah. say that. Do you um, think that was psychological? What? Like the, the not feeling well part? I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, I'm sure some of it was the fact, I think a lot of it was the fact that I was very conscious that I was yeah. eating uncooked chicken or undercooked chicken rather. It was cooked. It was just undercooked. Uh, but then the, the other time, then when I went back and tried the wings again, I was like, they smell good. I'm excited. And I took my first bite. And I'm like, I just, it, all I have is this memory of uncooked chicken. And these were fully cooked and delicious, yeah. but I couldn't get into them. So I think those are ruined for me. Definitely not something I should have done, though. I've had that before where I've had a steak and it's a little rarer than yeah. I wanted. And I, I'm like, it's fine. It's totally People eat fine. Beef tartare. It's like it's totally fine, but I know sometimes <laughs> while I'm eating, like I start feeling a little sick to my stomach because I'm psyching myself out. Like, yeah. you're gonna get sick. You're gonna get sick. I haven't. Yeah. But I've been like, this is what I wanted. I start freaking out. Yeah. And um, kind of going back to that aversion thing, the first time I had Chinese food, uh, I went to this Chinese buffet in my hometown, and I was just afraid to eat anything, so I just ate the Chinese donuts, <laughs> like this. this <laughs> And I ate a lot of them, and I did not feel well afterwards. Well, shocker, yeah. And so that's what I associated Chinese food with. That's a thank God donuts. you got over that. Oh yeah, Jesus like, Christ! I'm like, Ugh. yeah. And then finally, I had beef and broccoli, and it was the best from there. Uh, speaking of which, on a very off topic, you uh, you talked about going out to lunch sometime yeah. in the near future. Uh, there's a Chinese place that is legendary in our office. Yeah. That like, if you go and you don't tell like a certain group of people, you are you, they won't talk to you for a week. Oh really? Like it is. It, it's good. Mm. Uh, it's uh, why can they not just go down there by themselves? Well, no, but it's one of those things. Like, if someone goes and like, because it saves you the trip, right? Like, if like, here, look, I'll throw you, you know, ten, bring me back this. Like, if 
if you go and you don't like let this core group of like four or five people know, there's hell to pay. Mm. Um, we need to go to that place. Okay. You will love it. I'm down. Yeah. You and I are pretty close. It's nowadays, it's so. very. You remember Seinfeld, the soup Nazi? Mm-hmm. It's very that though. Where if you don't have your order ready, it's bad news bears. Okay. They won't not serve you, but it just gets so. It's like a bad game of who's on first. Yeah. And you're just like, no, I want. I, oh shit! I, and then you walk out with like something you did not order, and yeah. that's happened once to me. I learned oh. very quickly when Bob and I go, he won't order. He tells me what he wants, and he waits. That's why they give you the money, because they don't want to go and order. <laughs> I will there are say, a whole bunch of Dugs and Drews in that office. <laughs> I will say that out of everyone in that group, I am the most probably the most confident in going up and, uh, and, and ordering. Uh, second only, or uh, someone's very close behind me, but it, it, it is a, it's a gift. You've got you've mm-hmm. to really work. You've got to want it. Yeah. yeah. You just go up and be like, hi, I want... <laughs> Uh, beef and broccoli. Is that how they res- they respond well to that? First off, I'm I'm very impressed with your spatial awareness to Thank the you. mic. Like that was perfect. See, I'm good in this. That was room. perfect. It's not the other other, the other one. Me. Yeah, I was like, ah, I'm screaming into everyone's mic. Uh, <laughs> no, like the one time where. By I, the way, I did not cut that audio down at all at that part. I love it. I was like, fuck it. <laughs> People are gonna get the full effect. Yeah. Also, I don't think I could find it. That's fair. <laughs> I was like, I was looking for a big spike. Didn't see it. I'm didn't like, whatever. It. We're yeah, good fuck here. <laughs> this all looks pretty level. I'm like we're good. Um, <laughs> I think the one time I went in there and I, I asked for, um, I, I got uh, orange chicken. No, I was getting two different orders, and I was like, it's gonna be uh, uh, two two orders. Uh, one of them um, orange chicken with uh, pork fried rice, and one of them uh, the um, what are they? some noodle dish. We'll call it, you know, we'll call it the some noodle dish. And uh, so they put in one box half orange chicken, half some noodle. It's like, no, no, I wanted two. And so they did another one with half orange chicken, half noodle. I'm like, no, that's, I didn't want two of the same thing. I wanted two different orders. And it was just this thing where we ended up with like two or three containers, none of which had, like, all of it contained eventually everything we like, needed. You guys just share, okay? But we- it was one of those where I'm like, I will never make this mistake again. See, that's actually one of the reasons why I, I, I don't like ordering, yeah. like calling and ordering, especially with like Chinese restaurants, because the language barrier, it like makes me so right nervous and embarrassed because I feel bad that I can't like you can't somehow articulate. I'm not what, communicating yeah. and then they, they don't understand me. And right. those are some of the worst moments in customer service is when someone who speaks another language and I'm trying to communicate with them and we both just give up. Right. I've had right. that at the hotel where basically we stared at each other after talking and for two or three minutes attempting to me just repeat myself. Right. And they're like, huh? I'm like, do this and that. And they're like, what? And then we just stared at each other. And then you realize you're like, oh, this isn't getting better with and the more like, I repeat myself. They look, at each, they look at me. They look at the map that I'm drawing from them and they just go, okay, thank you. And they walk away. I'm like, we failed. Right. Communication. I didn't help this individual. And I feel terrible right. and now you talk about food yeah that's a situation where if you gave me something and it was just a box of onions i'm like well i guess i'm eating onions well tonight looks like this is it this is my meal because what am i going to do go down and complain to right. someone who doesn't understand me I'm right like, nope it's not going to do it i uh yeah and now and so now what i'll do is i'll go in and i'll just be like oh i like the uh the orange chicken with the pork fried rice and they'll put that together and go also i would like and I'll, I'll let them close the box and i'm like okay one more thing and then i close Smart. that and i'm like one more thing <laughs> Like, hold on. I'm sure they hate me, but yeah, it's yeah, uh, whatever. It's one of those where I'm like, now I know the trick to this. But you're yeah. like, I get what I want, right? But now we're and the, the, but the thing is too, like I'm saving them confusion on their side of, mm-hmm. and I'm sure they're to your point, like being on the on the service right? side of that, you were frustrated that you couldn't 
like there was obviously something going on and you couldn't figure out where the disconnect was. I'm sure they feel the same way. They're like, what does this guy want? Like, I don't, we're doing what well, like we think he's rush, saying. There's yeah. a lot of stuff happening. Sure. So I'm like, all right, let's just make want? this real clear. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to like, I'm going to help everyone out here. We're just going to go yeah. one thing and then go also, yes. pick, like, let's do another one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause you're like two things are like, cool. I'm going to do two things. I'm right. Cause them. they'll yeah. do combos and yeah. like, they think it's the, the, yeah. So it's just one of those where, but combo outside of that, so when we go, you'll have to let me know what you want, and yeah. I'll, I'll order it for us. Yeah. Oh, that's so kind. You're welcome. That also reminds me, uh, when I went to um, a Chinese buffet in uh, my hometown, one time I like found this. I can't remember what it was, but it was, it was something that – it may have been beef and broccoli or something like that. And I got this big chunk of beef, and I thought I hit the lottery. I was like, <laughs> nice. And I was like trying to chew on it, and it was super tough. And I was like, mm, mm, mm. and I realized I'm like, it was super undercooked. Oh, was okay. A giant piece. It wasn't of meat just like that gristle was, or something. That yeah. was like undercooked and everything. I was like, mm, whatever. And then when they came to pick up my plate, the 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 server was like, looked horrified, and they're like, "You tried to eat this?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Oh," and like she walked off. I'm like, "Oh, whatever. It's cool. I start eating." And then like. The chef or whoever yeah, yeah. came by, they're like, "We are so sorry." I'm like, "It's fine." They're like, "No, that's not okay." They were like, <laughs> "So apologetic." Really? They're like, "Because I realized they just gave like a half cooked slab of yeah. meat and put it in there." I oh, was that's like, so this weird. Was the best person that could have happened to right. me because I was like, "It's fine." I it's tried fine. to eat it and I couldn't. And they were like, "They're probably like, we could get shut down, man." Right. That's not okay. We need, we need to fix this. Go apologize. Go apologize. I was like, you guys are drawing more attention to it. You're just taking it away. And I right. would have known. I was like in college. And then all of a sudden you just go, I would like a free meal off this, I was this, like, though. I think I have diarrhea. <laughs> Where wink, wink. is your bathroom? Donde esta? <laughs> El baño. El baño. Right. Thank you. I was like, biblioteca. That's not right. El baño is in la biblioteca. <laughs> El baño is in la biblioteca is in la casa de Juan. There you go. See? Yeah. Guys, that's how you speak it. That's how you speak. That's the only that the that kind of stuff is the only thing that I pulled from high school Spanish. Isn't that a shame? I I think I have a deficiency where I can't learn a language. I think you are the only person in the world that has that. Yep. No one else has ever had trouble learning another language. <laughs> no, but I'm like really cannot pick up on another like through Spanish and through uh, Milos tried for a while before he lost his patience to teach me <laughs> Serbian, and I only came away with two phrases, and yeah. they are both like right. basically telling you to go fuck yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just for some reason my brain does not latch on to stuff like that, so yeah. I only remember like the the, the pre one hundred and one like entry yeah. level kind of things. You know, yeah. I learned more Spanish working in in Connie's, working at Connie's <laughs> Pizza than I did. Well, because you could probably apply it. And you know what? Honestly, that's exactly what it was. And I wonder if maybe that's what it is, too. Well, I mean, it's so funny because a lot of that way of teaching that stuff, it's not the way you learn. What do you? Because I remember I would take 50 minutes of French five days a week. <clears throat> yeah. And then not use it any other time except in those 50 minutes right. five days a week. When I've also heard native speakers talk about the fact that you what they teach in those classes is not – you're like – I've, I've heard people speak to the fact before where you're like, if you take what you just learned and go try to speak it, they'll understand what you're saying, but they're going to look at you like you're fucking nuts. Yeah. Because, like, that's not how people talk. Yeah. Like, that's, that's yes, those are the 
correct ways to say these things. This is not how people talk. Those exactly. aren't the words we use. Like we yeah. use slang and this and that. So really just immersing. I'm wondering like if I, I, I wonder if I could pick it up if I just went and lived for a year no, in a country. A year, dude, I bet if you went there for a month. Oh, you if, think so? If you just got fully immersed yeah. in a month, no doubt you would pick stuff up without a doubt. Yeah. Because. Might not be fluent, but I could no, probably get my way around. You could, if you just went to. Shelter, food, and where do I go to the bathroom? 100%. And you just like hung out and you're immersed with like a family or something sure, like that yeah. for a month and you were just like talking and learning and you dude you would 100% I think it's natural if you just hung out family didn't know you're you just knock on their door and walk in you're like I'm hanging out with you for a week you're like, and they go okay like hola yeah. that's the that's, right. as, that's as much as I know teach me that's where like, we're starting what yeah um, it's fascinating to me too about how a lot of um, our culture and the stuff that we're going through now like with me too and things like that how little that translates to other countries, <laughs> oh, like you talking like like when like the actual like translation of what Me Too means yeah, or yeah. yeah, it's so well because also with like gender identity right now. Oh sure, one hundred percent. Oh, I didn't even not consider translate that. because a lot of those other languages have a like female specific and, a or o like yeah, a or o or or la, l or la, la yeah. and, like and stuff like that and <laughs> oh my god I didn't even think about it's that. It's so yeah. funny when I hear uh, like comedians like Tom Segura talk about that because he has he, his mom is uh, Peruvian okay and he has some cousins and I stuff wouldn't know that down there I, you never guess yeah it, he does this bit where. <laughs> It just looks like a fat white guy. It's so funny. He does this bit where he's like checking into a, a hotel and uh, he's like, yeah, uh, Tom Segura. And the, the hotel guy's like, Segura. Segura. He's like, you Japanese? He's like, no. Wait, so this was like, oh. <laughs> Tom was not saying that. No, no. But yeah. the guy at the hotel yeah. was also not like he's just yeah. a regular dude. Yeah. Not not. A, yeah. He was a regular white guy. Regular dude. OK. Like, so he went super. Oh, my God. That's uncomfortable. He, yeah. I, I messed up. He goes, he's Japanese. He goes, he goes, Segura. He goes, he's Japanese. He goes, no. He's like, Segura. And Segura. He goes, you're saying it like a Japanese person would. He goes, but it's not Japanese. Right. And the guy. So I'm standing there going, I'm not sure what you're trying to do he's here. Like, but that's not OK. It's not working. And it's a hilarious bit where he blows this guy's mind about you know, how there's different people all over the world sure. speaking different languages, even if that's their, not their native tongue. Right, 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 right. right the guy's right. like, huh? But he also has, um, uh, he has some cousins that are in, uh, also in Peru and Latin America and South America and stuff like that. And he, because there's, you familiar with the phrase Latinx? Mm -hmm. So he, Tom was like basically saying, hey, uh, you guys, you know, you familiar with Latinx? And they're like, huh? He's like, you know, Latinx, you know, basically non-gendered, non-binary and everything like that. And they, they, they pause and they spend, they respond with a derogatory word for a gay person. Sure. They're like, like a, yeah, he's like, <laughs> and you're like, he's like, no. he's like, no, no, you've, no. you've missed this completely. He's like, yeah. no, he's like, that is just indicative of the culture where they're like, yeah, we don't do that down here. Right. Like, <laughs> we don't do no Latinx. Yeah. No. It's like 100% like. No, we don't. Yeah. That's not something that's, that's that's down here. Yeah, which is fascinating to me that those cultures. Now, in a way, it could be repressive. Like the was it? Where is it? Uh, Tom's wife, Christina. I think. It, what is she? She's Eastern European, and whatever. Where did he go? He went to Budapest. Okay, and he's like, they do not like the gay people at all. He's like, really? <laughs> he's like, he showed up, and uh, he he made a joke about it where they were like. 
Uh, he's like, where, you know, what are some cool things to do? They're like, I don't know, you want to go throw some rocks at a gay person? <laughs> like, it's just, they Holy shit. do not like them at all. Wow. Like, they hate, hate gay people over in that area of wow. the world. It's like, I can just see Tom, accepted. I can just see Tom, like, diving into that and, like, really just poking all their buttons. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just like, he's, he's like, huh? You want, you want to do what? They're like, yeah, they don't like him over there at all. Wow. Yeah, so obviously there's cultures that are not accepting at all. Well, I mean, and we knew that, yes, yeah. but like just the fact that, yeah. Well, and that's interesting that the fact that a a term for a, uh, a specific set of people in a culture is not necessarily even relevant in that, or present yeah. rather, in that culture's home country. It's very, that's very fascinating. Well, you think about non-gendered stuff too, because the language is so ancient and it does have these feminine and masculine sort of like and i forget what you call them like the the precursors to the word or i forget what you call them but the basically letting you know that this i don't know what they're called but whatever yeah but the idea that you know the the l's and the and the and the laws and the la and the la from uh la la i said the same thing la and la you had French. me yeah i'm with you buddy um you know those are specifically like this is a considered a feminine word like right. luna for for moon is f- feminine so it's like la luna right if you say el luna that doesn't mean anything in right. the language so, el luno yeah for sure exactly yeah. so it's one of those things where it's the boy moon <laughs> the boy moon and now like some folks are like we need to get rid of this you know so they're trying to language. fundamentally change the language and i think a lot of people are like ah uh, <laughs> no <laughs> Can you imagine? Can you imagine what it would take to fundamentally change a language that's been spoken for thousands of years? I mean, that'd be that's that's, that's a monumental task. That right there. would be that would be amazing just to witness. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. I think we're doing it in our own way in the U.S. by getting like non-gendered bathrooms. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I think that's our approach. Small right steps. Now. Yeah. And getting, Small steps yeah. where it's like, hey, bathrooms, forward, just yeah. wash your hands, you know, right. like sort of situation. Um, but yeah, to, to be like this whole language oh, is going to be, be like, no, no more <laughs> yeah. L and la. It's like, it's just this thing. And I'm like, you think about the generations of people that speak that. It's like, there's this new way of saying it now. I mean, it would have to take. It would take at least. Oh, yeah. I would say a like solid at least three generations for it to be fully. Fully like phased in and embraced. Well, because you gotta think about that is like there has to be a generation. There's a point where it's approved. Right. It's not gonna be unanimous. No. So the people that don't disagree that that do disagree with it are gonna have to eventually die off. Yep. And then other people are gonna reinforce, and it will take so much time to to be able to to get that done. I don't think anyone wants to put that effort in right now. Right. (laughs) That's just very. What's your legacy? I started the change. To non-gendered language, I'll never see it come to fruition. But that's the thing, though. A lot of change, though, from a serious standpoint, a lot of a lot of people who start change on that fundamental of a level mm-hmm. don't don't get to see 100%. things come to fruition. And yeah. so, like in that regard, like just knowing that you've kicked this wave off would be, I think, in and of itself, would be kind of again legacy creating. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I think for some of that stuff, it's yeah. I I, I think because. Some of this, these things, you just know it's going to take time, and you just don't know how long it's going to be. Right. Obviously, we set up three generations is how long it's going to take. Right. This is just and we're a, like, well, I'm generation one, so this is our scientific yeah. uh, non-estimate. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, like civil rights or things like that. People right. are like, we're going to fight for the change that's going to be needed for the for the future. However right. long it takes, whatever. 100%. Well, if you look at, I mean, if you look at to the point where, yeah, Jesus Christ. I mean, if you look what at like him? how long that. 
What about why from are you bring him up? From the from <laughs> just before the Civil War all the way up through the civil rights movements of the sixties and seventies. Like like how how many years was that? You know what I mean? Or how many generations was that? Sure. That's that's a whole nother. Yeah. yeah. Like just let's like we're, we're gonna <clears throat> keep going. Yeah. Gotta keep gotta keep. And that, not keep. to not to change a language, but just to get you know a a, a section <laughs> of people uh, basic human rights. Yeah. You know, like that. Like now you're talking about fundamentally changing something that's in the 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 fabric of you know uh, so, like, something that's been around for thousands of years. That is the way that people communicate to each other. That's a whole different ballgame. Well, I'd argue uh, getting you know uh, people to treat another group of people like humans is probably more difficult. Than changing a language. Well, yes, I'm just saying something. <laughs> it's yes, yes. I'd also argue slavery's been around for thousands of years as well. Well, that's fair. I <laughs> look. You're right. I concede that that was short sighted of me. You're no, correct. Yeah. No, I was yeah. just I'm just being silly in that um, regard. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 not an easy thing to change those uh, the minds and that sort of stuff. And just it's fascinating how some cultures are open to that and some are like nah we're not doing right. that we're good we're yeah. good we're fine the way we are there's not enough drive <laughs> based on the culture to be yeah. like you know what and this is this may be a controversial statement as well um, but I'm going to say it anyway because I feel like this is a safe space I feel like in some of those countries as well the war, their, every people's day to day worlds are so chaotic in a way that's like hmm are we going to have food today or do we have water? Or oh my God, uh, the government is throwing a throwing a coup like it's a ball, and trying to <laughs> Did establish you get your power. Uh, inflation's through the roof. Um, I don't think those folks necessarily have time to debate on things like whether or not um, you know gender neutral or stuff like that. Is it's it's kind of one of those things where I forget where I heard or I read this once, but it's essentially like we have it pretty good in the U.S. Life's pretty good even for the worst of us, and to the point where we can actually take a step back because our lives are, I mean, you and I can come and do a podcast right. in a wonderful dungeon. Right. And, um, you know, we have the free time to do this and ponder, pontificate, think about all these different things. We're not worrying about when we're going to get our next meal, <clears throat> right. whether or not we're going to be able to walk home safely tonight because there's a militia out there or anything like that. So right. we have the luxury to then consider and debate Things that I would say, I don't want to say they're less important. I just say they're less maybe essential to day-to-day life. And not to say that someone who's struggling with this or feels like, you know what, you know, my gender is, you know, fluid or I feel X, Y, and Z, that is important. But we have the luxury to talk about that and feel like that. Whereas if we were trying to hunt for our food every night, we probably, it's not something we would really discuss. Yeah, I can see. I can. I can. I can see that uh, that point. It's it's one of those where you have to make sure that you are able to see the next day in order to kind of go deeper and like see who you are as a like. Mm-hmm. It's 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 that hierarchy of needs, right? Mm-hmm. Like, do I have food? Do I have shelter? Am I sa- Am I in danger? Yeah. Like immediate danger. And then once that, and if that's all you're operating in day to day, if is it's just I just need to make it literally to the next hour. Yeah. And then the next hour after that, and the next hour after that, it's moment to moment. That's it leaves very little room for much of anything else. Yeah. And it's it's it it's it's um, and we were just we were talking about this prior to the podcast, but just how heartbreaking it is just, just to know like how much of the world is in just in disarray right now. Mm-hmm. And like it it yeah, it doesn't I doesn't look like it's getting better. Like it, yeah. I don't I don't it yeah. It's very much like that in two things. One, Battlestar Galactica talked about this before. Essentially, it's you know 
got Earth and all these spaceships and stuff, and then all of Earth except for 50,000 people are absolutely exterminated. So now you have 50,000 people surviving on a handful of ships, and all of a sudden, the only thing you're concerned about is surviving against these robots. Right. So all of a sudden, uh, you have someone who, um, you know, they're part of a religious group, and um, they got pregnant, um, but they want to have an abortion. And the president uh, basically says, hey, I'm, fro- I'm all for women's rights, but we have 50,000 people <clears throat> here. You've got to have the kid. Like, I, you cannot have an abortion. We have to repopulate. we got to repopulate. This is super-duper important. So situations like that where it's like, hey, I don't want to work on the fuel ships anymore. I want to go work somewhere else. It's like, tough shit, son. Make right. the fuel. I want to like, make movies. Yeah. Right. It's like a caste system. It's like, this is unfair. It's like, yeah, right. a lot of things are unfair. Make the fucking fuel. Right. Tough shit. It's, like, <clears throat> it's not fair. I was born on this ship. I'm like, sorry, we don't have time to argue about that. Make right. the fucking fuel. Or the other one, which is uh, The Dark Knight. You know, the Joker tells Batman people are only as nice as the world will allow them to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, or he says, I'll show you. You know, I, I'll make them t- eat each other. And he does. He right. shows that he, he shows that fear. He, all of a sudden, people are afraid to be in the city. And what happens? They go back to their tribal nature. They go back to their more primitive nature. And people aren't talking about the stock market right. or promotions. They're like, oh, my fucking God. People are getting, cops are getting murdered. Innocent people are getting murdered every single day. Right. I'm afraid for my life. All of a sudden, your typical uh, social debates kind of go out the window at that right. point in time. So it's kind of wild. In that regard. Yeah, I mean, putting those obviously in context of, of you know, fan, fantasy movies, but mm-hmm. like it's it's the, the, the conceptually that's still relevant of like if you take if you strip away everything and take it back to you're just on a fucking straight up survival level. Mm-hmm. Those one, two, three needs like, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of shit changes. Yeah. A lot of shit. Would, uh, yeah. And I say again to, to that, I'm also I'm not knocking this. I'm celebrating in a sense that. We um, are in a spot where we are safe enough to consider these things right. and consider <clears throat> identities and where people, you know, fit on that spectrum and where, where they what they think they truly are. I think right. that's a good thing. I think it's a fantastic thing. I think it's something that is necessary. I think that's something that is necessary globally as well. Mm-hmm. Like in the in the places where the people are just surviving, like it, they should have absolutely the right to mm-hmm. sit there and figure out who they are as a person, you know, yeah. and, and really like who, what, what am like in my heart of heart, who am I? Yeah, you know, exactly. I think that's, 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 that's one of those things where you're talking about like a, an, uh, an inalienable human right. Yeah. Like I honestly think that is, that is one that, that doesn't get lumped in, but it should like, is that's just to, to uh, a right to literally say who, who are you? Yeah. You know, 100%. Yeah. Speaking of the Joker. Oh um, man, I, you, you you took the transition right out of my mouth. I love it. Speaking of the Joker. I was going to say, speaking of changing people's minds, you know whose mind's not going to be changed. So the first time this happened, I didn't say anything on the podcast because I'm like, whatever. Doug mentioned it to me in passing, and it was one of those where we like, talked eh. briefly, and then that was it. But this is the second time this happened now, and what I'm referring to is people keep asking Martin Scorsese his thoughts on superhero movies, and this guy just doesn't give a shit. Right. And people... It's well known that he's not a fan of them. He doesn't like them. Let's leave it at that and, and move on. I find it hilarious because the first time was someone asked him his thoughts on like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and how it's doing. And he basically was like, it's not cinema. And people were like, fans and stuff were losing their oh, minds. Oh, they lost their minds on him. They're like, what do you mean? And then like all these directors were basically like, I mean, look, 
everyone has their opinions, right? Like guys right. like John Favreau were like, hey man, I'm only able to make movies today because this guy started making movies, so he can call it whatever he wants. Right. Some people are like, whatever, man. It's to each their own. And like, right. you know, it was kind of like a big nothing story. Right. Where everyone was like, whatever. Scorsese know. says, fuck Marvel. Yeah. And it's like, nah, it's not what he said, but he also doesn't like it. He's just like, whatever. And then the most recent one Drew was, doesn't like Marvel movies. Yeah. And we accept that. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then someone asked asked him again. They're like, hey, have you seen the Joker movie? He's like, yeah, I know. I've been trying to get around to it, but I'm really busy. Right. But I, I th- saw the trailer. Well, I think what he said is he goes, I'm aware of it. I, I've seen some clips, so I know what it is. He's like, so basically, like, why do I need to watch right. it? Right. I don't need to see I it. it. I, I get it. I get what this is. <laughs> And again, I'm people good. are like, ooh. Right. And Todd Phillips, the guy who directed The Joker, he's like, he loves Scorsese, and I bet he feels blah, blah. Scorsese's just like, right. I mean, it'd be like asking me, <laughs> Doug, have you seen the most recent version of The Grudge? I'd be like, no. And I haven't seen the original because right. I've seen The Ring. I get it. Right. <laughs> I know what I know. we're getting at. Yeah. I got it. I don't need to see it. I'm right. fine. I don't need it. I don't right. need it in my life. I just think, yeah, I think it's one of those where <clears throat> someone of Scorsese's uh, you know, stature in the industry, mm-hmm. someone who holds that kind of weight. Uh, obviously, they're they're looked at for their opinions, and they're looked at as kind of like, you know, one of the one of the the uh, the elders of you know, if you want to put it in tribal terms, sure. they're one of the elders in the in the community. Yeah. And uh, so, obviously, their opinion holds holds weight for people. But at the end of the day, he's also a seventy something year old man. Yeah. And it's, these movies aren't necessarily for him. Yeah, sure, some seventy year olds like it. But basically, it's our age and younger that like it. And so you're asking, like, if you ask my grandfather, he'd probably go, the what? You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. You know? Is, Scors- that, the new, is that the new Al Pacino movie? Because that's how he pronounces Pacino. <laughs> Scorsese doesn't seem like the comic book reader type to me. No. Doesn't seem like he's no. a big fan yeah. of Hawkeye and right. Captain America and whether or not Thanos, you know, right. saved the world. He's busy I making his... Scorsese also doesn't have time to watch superhero mm-hmm. movies because he's making three, three and a half hour fucking way too long movies have for you, Netflix. Have you seen that? No! <laughs> I haven't. I don't have the time to take off work, Doug. I've had multiple people, like, I told them I've, I've seen it. They're like, is it any good? Is it worth watching? That's what everyone keeps asking me. Like, right. is it worth the time commitment? I'm like, I don't know. Right. In most cases, I'm fine to sit down for a three and a half hour movie. But, sure. you know, again... It's funny because you pulled that quote where Scorsese was button heads with uh, execs over right. some of his movies, particularly The Aviator, where they're like, you have to make this shorter. And he right. didn't like it. He's so. like, I don't like making it shorter. Apparently, he's had trouble with this he, in his he, he doesn't necessarily, he, since The Aviator, he almost quit in the movies after that yeah. because he was like, I don't like the studio system anymore. Yeah. So that's why Netflix was so refreshing to him because they were like, you have carte blanche to do whatever you want with your movie. Yeah. And he went, yeah. But he is returning back for his next film, to I think Paramount or something, so yeah. he's going right back into it. But it's funny that the studio system were like, "Hey man, you really need to cut this down." It's like three, three and a half hours. He's like, yeah. "Ah, fuck you! It should be what it is." The Aviator felt like a long movie too. Like that movie was real. I remember watching that, being like, "Oof, <laughs> okay, yeah. we get it." I guess at the time I watched it too, I didn't 
understand what it was about. Or airplanes. Who, like, yeah. I understand it was airplanes, but I didn't understand. I'm like, really why is what this? These things are. I was like, why is this guy crazy? It's like, uh, <laughs> this is this is the guy that. This is how he was. He was obsessive compulsive. He was a real guy. Yeah. And I was just like, this is weird. He's right. got pee in jars. He's, he's <laughs> acting funny. Yeah. yeah. So he's talking about the wave of the future. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I just think it's one of those where people love the drama. They, it's it's the all of our news cycles, be it sports, be it entertainment, be it actual news, be it, you know, whatever it is, it's all 24-7. And so mm-hmm. the entertainment world needs something to buzz about. And so... When you when you know it's something that's gonna draw a pull quote like that, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna get yeah. that quote and you're gonna blow it the fuck out of context. I'd also love to hear the way he said it too, like right. the tone, because you can read it like you know uh, I, I get it, I don't need to, right, I don't need to see it, but I'm like. It's like reading the transcript of a comedy show, right? A stand-up. <laughs> right. It's all you, about the timing. You'd be like, this doesn't read good at all. This, right. This don't read good at all, man. This don't read no good. No way. Yeah. Uh, it's you, like when we were in, when you're in writing class at Second City. Did you pull out some of the old, the classic Second City sketches? Yeah. And you read through them in class, right? And yeah. It was one of those where I'm like, oh, these are funny, but really, I bet they were hysterical when you saw the people performing them. Like yeah. if you saw Tina Fey and Rachel Dretch do the um, oh fuck, what was the one? It was um, it, they played a mother daughter yeah. pair in Boston. Yes. And she was gonna go buy her some ice cream. It was a specific funny name of the ice cream. Yeah. And you read it and you're like, oh, this is I see where this is funny. Yeah. But if you see them perform it and there's a clip on YouTube, it's fucking hysterical. It is hysterical. And see, that's the thing. My brother and I were talking about this when I gotta came to look visit at what me. the fuck it is now. Um, you know, when you're talking about what makes something powerful, because at the end of the day, you know, this is what I love so much. I've had, I have so much more respect for acting now. Uh, unlike that guy from the New York Post who just loved uh, Ricky Gervais just oh my God. torn to people. New man. York Post is just a fucking joke of a... That guy was like, of a fuck Hollywood, man! Nobody likes me! Um, but the thing that I like about it is someone saw words on a page and they were able to take that and find a way to deliver that in a meaningful way. And... Everything from the physicality to the why is my character saying this, how they break it down, and that means everything, especially in comedy, right? Because that's comedy's all about timing. Absolutely, that is like the cornerstone of comedy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. How fast do you say your next line? Do you cut into it? Do you, right. Do you leave a pause? Like, what is it? And again, you just read it on the page. It's like, okay, how do you bring this to life? And that's what I loved. Even just you know watching The Witcher. Fribble. Fribble. That's what it was. Fribble. Ma, we're gonna get a fucking we're gonna get a fribble after this, right? <laughs> you're gonna take me to get a fribble? And like it's a funny word, so you see it and you're mm-hmm. just but yeah, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. Also in that script, do you think it was with Boston accent or no? Oh, it was, yeah. 100%. Was, was it specifically stated like this is a Boston accent? I think I think they t- they set the scene in Boston, yeah. All right, cool. Because yeah. I was like, if that was just a choice that they made and right. they ran with it, I yeah. was like, even better. No, because- I think I think they because I think Fribble is an actual ice cream shop on the East Coast, gotcha. like in the New England area. Uh-huh. So I think that's where they were pulling it from. Some time they spent out there, or whatever. Yeah. Gotcha. But I mean, that, it's being able to you know, I was recently watching The Witcher, and there's just a couple of scenes where. These characters they get mad at each other and they're they're not they're looking to hurt the other person with their words. Right. And you're like, oh shit. Like and it, it built on itself so well, like the responses, because they kept escalating each other. It's like, oh yeah, you know, I'm gonna make something up. It's like, yeah, well, you know, that wasn't so good last night. You know, you, your sex wasn't so good. He's like, well, what do you mean it wasn't so good? Well, you didn't say anything last night. You thought you was fine last night. Yeah, well, you know what? You know, I found out you were cheating on me. What? 
And it's just like, it goes on to the point where it's like, you got a tiny dick! And it's like, yeah, well, you're a whore! It's just like, it just, and you're like, by the end of it, I really just made that scene awful. But uh, by the end of it, like, they are just going for each other's jugulars with their words, and everything that they're doing, and you just, but those start as words on the page. Right. And they're like, cool. I want you to really hurt this person with your words, and how do you get there and deliver it in a way that's really meaningful? Right. And that's where the art comes in from exactly. behind it, too. Yeah. And that's what I love about that, because when I, when I took my acting class and I had to do uh, the scene with, like, my wife that I'm separated from yeah. and everything like that, I was like, I can't get myself there emotionally to be that vulnerable, because it's like, I hate you, but I'm still sexually attracted to you, and I'm still bone, I'm cheating on you, and but I'm mad that I'm in here and, you know, you're in here and whatever. And it's a complex thing of emotions that I could not unpack well right. at all. And I was just like, Burn. I'm like, I can shout. That's all I'm good for. That's the, that's the, also the part of, uh, of acting where you look, I, I like to now when I see someone in a really, if there's like a scene where it's a real close up shot and the mm-hmm. person is having an intense emotional reaction, if they're crying, if they're whatever, I like to, I like to put myself on the opposite side of the camera and Ooh. try to, try to picture <laughs> The the camera, like two feet from their face, sound guy holding a boom mic, yeah. director and cinematographer looking from behind the monitor. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got grips and gaffers standing on the side, lighting above your head. You've got all these. You got a PA holding coffee, waiting for them to call cut. Mm-hmm. You've got all like all of this stuff is there, and this person is so fucking checked into what's happening in this one little itty bitty moment, mm-hmm. and they're just emoting mm-hmm. and I'm like how do you get yourself there I don't think I could do I don't think I could do two or three takes where I had to just like snot coming out of my nose cry you know like that's that's the impressive part when you look at that and you go why do actors that that's why yeah that's why they celebrate because that's that's hard to fucking do man I think a lot of people look at this like athletes in a lot of way people are like oh look at them they're just up there playing pretend Right. The, how hard is it? It's just like watching someone throw a football. Right. How hard is it? On the feet or kick a field goal. Right. right. Oh, I could kick a fucking field goal. He just goal. threw that ball and like thread it right in between that other. Yeah. People are like, oh man, they just play 16 games a year. Right. That's no big. It's like you realize this is what they do for a living. Right. They're everything from their nutrition to their right. workout regimen to everything they do. They 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 live their craft. Right. And what they do and. What they do is not easy. Well, again, at all. with actors, you could say, well, how hard is that? Fucking hard, If you've man. watched a bad performance, you know how hard it is. Because well, if you were to get up on stage and do that, my friend, that's what you would look like. 100%. So that's how hard it is. Like People are like, oh, it's such a wooden actor. It's like, mm, you try doing that. Right. Exactly. Like, when you see a bad performance, you know. You're like, oh, boy, yeah. this is fucking rough. Yeah. Well, no, I... <laughs> Just because now add an extra layer of difficulty and have it be something ridiculous that you're trying to do. Right. Like, the thing that comes to mind is... Uh, like uh, fucking Iron Man or Captain America. That or Masters of the Universe. That sure. Dolph Lundgren one. Yes. The guy who played Skeletor. That dude went for it as Skeletor. As like the ultimate bad guy with this ridiculous outfit on. All this sort of right. stuff. And he's like, yeah, I'm Skeletor! <laughs> He's going yeah. for it. Just like, got into it. And this is like a, a, a high-level actor, right? Or yeah. you've got... Well, some of my favorite parts, Can you look up is, who that was? Who played Skeletor? Uh, let me take a look. Yeah. But even some situations where you hear them, like, just talking... Like, we, they got to talk... I call it the nonsense. Okay. They're like, this here is uh, Galakor. He's on the planet Xenon. Oh, yes. He's on... Uh, like, the, when... Interplanetary's Red Notice... 
So what we're going to do is we're going to go into an extraction on the port side of the bow and then the port side of the bow. <laughs> but they just, they're sure, saying yeah. a whole bunch of shit and people are like, yeah, yeah, we like understand what's when going John on. When John C. Riley and was it Glenn Close who were in... Uh, oh, uh, Guardians was, of the Was it Glenn Close? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so two like fantastic heavy hitter actors, even though John C. Riley, yes, does comedy, but yeah. the two of them together... And they have to talk about Novacore and this other alien race that's invading our planet, and our planet's called this, and we're we're going to this system. And oh, like, it is. It's, you look at these people and you're like, you've got to fucking buy in full on. Well, that's why because if they don't, it's so noticeable. Well, that's why I laughed um, uh, with Bill Burr in in The Mandalorian. Sure, because because he makes a couple of comments, Space Boston, where he's basically like, yeah, you know, this thing, uh, this is a ship. It's not great, but it doesn't. Uh, it's it's not like a Corellian cruiser or some hunk of junk like that. I'm like, huh? Like he he had to he had to like say these lines. Frank Langella. Thank you for yeah. Thank for getting. Thanks, me. Dark Side. Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks, because I'm like, it's not working on my. Phone. This is we got we got to lean in our uh, our Twitchers. Thanks, Twitchers. Uh, thank you. But um, there was because there's also a point in the in the Mandalorian where um, they're describing like who Bill Burr's character is. Like they're like, oh yeah, he used to be uh, he used to be with the Empire. And he's like he used to be a they said he used to be a sharpshooter for the Empire. And the Mandalorian goes, well, that's not saying much, you know, meaning that they're yeah. shitty. And he, Bill Burr turns around and goes, I wasn't a stormtrooper. Like <laughs> you're so angry. Like, right. how, like no, I was a sharpshooter. I wasn't right. a stormtrooper. But for him to turn around and deliver that line, right. Again, knowing that he probably has no idea what that means. No clue. No reference point of like, oh, like typically stormtroopers are terrible shots. And it's laughable because like the fact that he had to, he had to dial in and, and deliver it to the point where you're like, he knows what this means. For him, he's like, imagine someone talks shit about the Patriots, you know, just like, no, right. Or whatever it was. Right. Or similarly, um, uh, shit. I had another one, uh, that was like that. Fuck. I lost. Oh, uh, Jude Law and Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the part where yes. they're about to go down to that planet right before Captain Marvel gets gets uh, captured. And he's like, all right, listen up. Boop, boop, boop. Right. And if the hologram comes up, he's like, here's what we're going to do. And right. he's like talking about all these things. I'm like, you are speaking a bunch of nonsense gibberish, right. but you're making it seem important <laughs> and intense. And I'm like, God bless you, sir, for well, being able to do that. Look at, uh, look at um, Colin Farrell, Johnny Depp. Um, uh, Jude Law, mm-hmm. um, Ray Fiennes, mm-hmm. any any of the classically trained actors yeah. that showed up in the Harry Potter universe. Yeah, right. You know, <laughs> like any, like pick one, and they're all going nimbity bimbity, obliviate. I love uh, expect it, but like none, none of this makes Alan any sense. Alan Rickman going like, "You've been going through my stores again. Right. Don't think I haven't noticed." Lace swing fly. <laughs> like just naming these ingredients. Right. <laughs> and this like this gravitas coming from yeah. him and you're just like, oh man, you had to buy into this. Because that's another thing too, is object work with magic and stuff. Yeah. Like, I saw some of the set stuff where um Elizabeth Olsen was playing. I was Scarlet just gonna Witch, reference that. And yep. she's just going Like where they're protecting the core <laughs> in Age of Ultron, where they're protecting yes. the core. Yes. Yes, and she's trying to yeah. And she's just like a put like pull. Yeah, it looks, it looks so ridiculous. It looks now that too, and like, and behind. you have to not feel you have to feel safe enough on set to go fucking ham. It's like all out because they're like, all right, here's what we imagine you're doing. Right, okay, you're shooting these little things out of your fingers and right. whatever, and you're like, you gotta you gotta feel it, and it looks great. Like if you want to rip one apart, rip. We'll put it in post, and a robot will rip in half, and yeah. you just yeah, just tell us what you're doing. The other one is uh, Game of Thrones behind the scenes stuff, like with the dragons. Yeah. 
where <laughs> what's her name is just like on this thing or like they're like the dragon's trying to like get, like nuzzle her and it's like some dude with like a horse on a stick and it's like and she's like oh Drago my beautiful like you have to imagine you're riding a dragon not some green CG sofa you know that you're like fly right? uh, yeah it is so like that and you want to talk about <laughs> acting being easy Go ahead and make me you jump into that scene and you make me believe it. Josh Brolin is Thanos, right? Like he's there, but he's got all this shit on and his. And he's face. got he's wearing a, a doll rod yes. with a Thanos head, like a cardboard cutout Thanos head attached to it, yeah. three feet above his head. Exactly. And he's he's walking around, and people aren't even looking at him yeah. when they're acting. They're looking at the, the cutout exactly for eyeline. Yes. So he's acting to someone's chest, basically. Yep. Or Andy Serkis ah. in Force Awakens. Right. Like when they're talking to Snoke in the Great Hologram. He's way, way on top of this thing shouting down to them so they have an eye line and they know what's going up. Or Andy Serkis uh. in King Kong where he actually like dressed up like a gorilla and was yeah. like, hoo, hoo, to get uh, what's-her-name, Naomi yeah. Watts, like to give her some sort of reaction. Andy Serkis is one of the most committed actors in Hollywood right now. And I say yeah. that because to do the kind of CG work that he's done since Lord of the Rings or prior, my God, you have got to be no no shame. Dude. Just be like, look, I'm totally comfortable with who I am. because I'm gonna I'm going to crawl around and yes. make the voices and the faces and... I'm going to be as weird as possible. And guess what? When it comes out in the end, it's going to look fucking great. Have you seen him as, like, Gollum? Like, when he's, like... Yeah, when he's crawling over the rocks and stuff. He's basically just got a onesie on. Like, a white onesie. Right. And And his face is just popping (laughs) through it. Yeah. He's like, precious. Right. And you're like, oh, my God. Or uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Smaug. Oh. And he's, like, slithering He's on the the ground, and he's doing his head. (laughs) You're like, oh. If you guys want to see... That should have been the Doug Watch's awkward videos. I've seen that. I was like, oh... Oh no! Oh no! This is really hard to watch. Because, oh my god! Because can you imagine being in that room, being like, um, "Did we get it?" Right. Please tell me we got it. Look, okay. Ben, uh, you're uh, cut. <clears throat> okay, so look, you're doing you're doing a great job. First off, uh, super happy with your choices. Can you make it a little bit more? I don't know, serpent like, serpentine. Can you serpentine. Be more serpentine. And he's just like, sure, got it. He's like. No right, problem. and then like to actually, you know, just again to have the freedom to do that. I gotta give him credit. I would honestly, and I say this, I would love nothing more than to have that kind of openness oh. to be able to do that and feel good about it. And you know, you you hear him talk where people are just like, we, you feel like I've heard like uh, Christian Bale talk about like on set you just feel sick. I'm running around in. A, a, a rubber a rubber vulcanized suit like yeah. a vulcanized rubber suit like in, with a cape and a mask and my eyes are painted black like yeah. I feel like an idiot but you just gotta get through it and you gotta trust the, the process and this and like I feel like for stuff like that it's easier now than like when I watch A New Hope for Star Wars I'm like this was the first one right and I'm watching people in the Stormtrooper stuff that we love nowadays or see Darth Vader I'm looking at it through the eyes of someone who's never seen it before and they're like what the fuck are we doing a lightsaber right like and people are like well that's why Alec Guinness when he was just like oh, yeah. I don't want to do this <laughs> Don't make me do this. And yeah. they're like, Al, trust us. It'll be great. Yeah, right? This is, there's no way this is going to be great. Oh, here, look. Here's a little droid that comes right. up. It's like, ear, ear. like what? Right. What are we doing? What the fuck is this? That's another one, too, where they're like, <laughs> you know, you got uh, Han Solo talking about how he's he's putting in the calculations for light speed. Yeah. He's like, you think light speed's easy? 
apparently it is, according to Rise of the Skywalker. You can just jump wherever you want to any planet you want. Right. Just saying. Anyway. We're doing the whoopty warps, right? That's what they <laughs> Whoopity warp. Um, but it's like him just like rattling that stuff off or what, and they're talking about this stuff and they deliver it in such a believable way. Like this is a guy who knows this way He's been around. doing this for a long time. He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, we made the, we made the, made the castle run in 12 parsecs. Yeah, he's like, it's the same one that made the castle run in 12 parsecs. Right. It's like, what? And, but again, that's to their talent. They can read it and they're like, how do you want, they're like working with the director to be like, how do you want this read? Another good one. The guy who plays... Uh, Dr. Kelso and Scrubs. Yeah. Historically had no idea what the jokes meant. Really? No clue. He's like, I didn't understand really? 90% of the stuff that I said. He All was, the references went was, over the head. I didn't get any of it, but he just knew how to deliver the lines. <laughs> Fucking amazing. Incredibly, he's like, I don't get these jokes. Wow. But he knew how to do it. <laughs> that's that's a testament, A, to his ability, and B, to the casting director. Right. You know, to be like, look, we trust that this, we know this guy's going to be able to pull this off. Exactly. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I see that sort of stuff. Jesus. Just, like, I hear those kinds of stories, and I just get, I get I'm like, that is so incredible, and it's yeah. such appreciation, and I, you know, when something comes out, I try to be like, Okay, maybe I didn't like that, but I can appreciate someone giving it a shot. Yeah, right. Putting right. themselves out there, putting some emotion to it, and you know, and whatnot. What's really hard is just watching like shows that Natalie watches. She found a new one, Justin. All the bubble bears and stuff, and all know, the I don't know what it's called, but it is terrible. It goes in between, and this is the thing too. Jill, she, Natalie wanted to watch PJ Masks, and she's like, "No, we're done with that." She just picked something else, and that opened the door. Natalie saw something else. She's like, I want to watch that. And Jill was like, fuck. So it's the devil you know. <laughs> and I came down and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because it looks like it's on par with that Ladybug show. Ooh. As far as like how it looks. But yeah. here's the thing. I don't understand the world and I'm a curious man, Justin. And I told Jill, I go, if this is on. Douglas. Because Jill's like, she'll put on something and Jill will read. I go, here's the thing. If I don't know what this is, I'm not going to be able to read because I want to figure out the world. Because here's what happens, Justin. <laughs> Get into it. First of all, I don't know if these are ants or fairies or elves or what the fuck they are. Right. But they're CG and they're weird and I don't really know what's happening. There's also somehow a unicorn in it. I don't know. And then all of a sudden at the end of the episode, the CG girl, her, her bracelet starts beeping. She goes, I'm sorry, guys. I got to go. And then it cuts to this girl in the real world. It's like a live action thing. I was like, what? What just happened? And she walks outside and tries to talk to a dude in overalls who I expect is from Alabama, but no, he has a British accent. And I'm like, what? You need to tell me what this show is. I don't know what. No, no, I'm is. saying when you go home, you need to figure it out and text me because I want to watch it. Dude. I, we need to do a full on breakdown of this show I next don't podcast. Want to. We're doing it. Because it's too I'm bad like, we're doing it. I was it. like, how. What is going on? Okay, first thing. I'm into first. this show. I'm putting Breaking Bad and Mr. Robot on hold, and I am fucking watch. I'm binging this show. I was like, okay, where'd you get this bracelet that allows you to go to whatever this fucking world is? That's for one. Number it's two. It's the world of make-believe, Doug. I was like, Mr. Rogers taught us about second this. Second of all, what is this world? Are they ants? Or what are they? I don't understand. You know what you have to do? You've got to look up some old school shows for Natalie. Ones mm -hmm. that made sense, like Big Comfy Couch. My sister was so into that. It was uh, a girl, a, a clown named Lunette and her dolly, and they had adventures. Mm -hmm. That was it. Mm -hmm. Most of them revolved around a giant comfy couch. <laughs> it's a very simple concept, and you can read. <laughs> you can read. While it's on. <laughs> there's the big comfy couch. There's Blue's Clues. There's a ton of these fucking things. See, I don't even mind. Bananas like, and pajamas. 
I don't mind Spirit. That's one of the ones she likes. I'm like, okay. let's watch that. I was like, uh, I can even handle PJ Masks. I can turn that shit out. That's fine. Yeah. Whatever. But like this is, I'm like, in the, the Ladybug one, I would just catch myself peeking up being like, what the fuck is happening right now? Like, what is this? And I'm just trying to figure it out. I can't. You know what you should do? You should ask. This would be a fun game. You might want to record this. Okay. And say, I think this would be a fun little series. Mm -hmm. When the show's on, ask Natalie to explain to you who this is, what, why, well, why does she do this? Or how come she, why is she talking to the guy? Mm -hmm. And like, A, it'll be helping her kind of build, you know, brain. (laughs) Two. Nice. uh, You get some quality content. I think what I might do is I might have her summarize each episode. Okay. Because, like, for example, with Spirit, she has specific ones that she likes yeah. a lot. And I might be like, hey, Natalie, what happens in this? I'll right. just let her tell the story, and then I'll yeah. share them on here. I love that. That sounds like so be fun. much fun. We can, put that, that'll, we can post that as some extra bonus content on, yes. our, uh, on our Instagram. Natalie's summation of episode one, season one, episode one of Spirit. Like, we'll make, I'll tell you what, we'll make an intro for it. <laughs> This the, intro, the intro will probably be longer than her explanation. Absolutely, it will be. be yes. Oh, I like this. It's I absolutely amazing. like this. I thought of another example of yeah. uh, of the um, uh, people like throwing themselves into something. Yeah. Uh, it's called the throwdown. <laughs> so uh, Jared actually, before he had to run to a meeting, uh, he brought one up, Ooh. which he thinks is uh, quite interesting. Um, he said, <laughs> "It." Let me say this. He brought it up as a joke. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna amend it. Um, he'd said, how about Scorsese versus Iron Man? I was like, well, obviously Iron Man, because he's got weapons and a suit of flying armor. But that being said, what about uh, Scorsese versus the director of Iron Man, John Favreau? Ooh, well, Favreau. Now we're talking, go ahead. I was like, go ahead, no, you are talking Fat Favreau versus Mm -hmm. younger Scorsese. Well, I feel like Fat Favreau's got still a hand. um, Because... What I don't know a whole I don't know a whole lot about Scorsese's background. Okay, he's a filmmaker. Wait, no lie. Wait, what? <laughs> Favreau has obviously has some acting chops. Sure. So he's done some stuff. Scorsese has at least been in one movie, not like starred in, but like set a line. Set a line. Set a line. Hey, set a line. Hey, set a line. Um. So I feel like just physicality wise, I feel like Favreau, even in Fat Favreau mo. I'm sorry. Obese. That doesn't make it any better. <laughs> Morbidly obese. <laughs> I'm sorry. Deathly obese. Right. Um, I we'll call like him Food Favreau. Food Because he's into food now. Yeah, he He's is. actually becoming quite the little chef. Yeah, he is. So, yeah. Just like the movie Chef. Right. Um, Have you seen the Netflix, incidentally, mm-hmm. the, the the series he has? No. Where he actually, he the, the chef that consulted with him on Chef... They have a cooking show where they bring people in. Like, Bill Burr was on one, and they make the... Bill Burr's like, just want to make that fucking grilled cheese sandwich you guys made. Because that was fucking... He was... You were right in the fucking zone. You were looking at it. You had the oil. You had the cheese. Like, <laughs> he broke it down like a sports thing. Yeah. You've got to watch that. It's a, it's a, actually a good show, but anyway. Actually, one of the guys that I get all my cooking stuff from, he's on there, too. He's a guest chef on one of the episodes. Oh, is he? Yep. Oh, that's awesome. I think one of the, maybe in the first episode. I love that, yeah. yeah. They sit down with the Avengers cast, too. Oh, of course not, they do. Well, some of them, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to say, I think Favreau just, not only does he have size, um, but he also has some physicality, because, I mean... Don't get it wrong. Scorsese's a little ankle biter. Okay. He'll, 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 he'll tie you up. How? <laughs> oh, he'll run around your legs. You'll well, you'll, he, you'll be a pretzel by the end of that. Is he like Luke on Hoth, who's going around? Yep. You know the That's ACAT. It. You got it. The at yeah. uh No, I don't think so. No. Um, I feel like Scorsese just seems frail. You know, he seems like. Um, don't worry, it says back. You're no. good. 
It's, uh, this is the, the AT2020. So I, I, for, when you said AT, I'm like, are Mike's the AT-ATs? Because that would be awesome. I was like, yeah. Justin doesn't know which side his goes, just like this guy. Um, I think Favreau, just, I, I think he's just got size. He's got physicality. I mean, he's done stunt work. In the Iron Man movies, you know, alone, you know, so he's done stunt work. Well, I mean, he's been in those. He's situations. thrown himself off buildings. Well, I mean, he's fighting in those scenes. You know what I mean? He had to train to some degree. So okay. whether or not he, you was, don't think you don't think Marty does Krav Maga? No, really? No. Okay, I believe that he might do yoga. No, he wouldn't do yoga. No, he would he'd not like, do yoga. He'd at be all. like, I've seen it. The uh, thing is, though, I've seen clips of it, but. <clears> not, I, I would got, say I got it. I, I would say <laughs> I got it. I don't need. To, I don't need to do it. I got it. I got I it. Guys. See, I, got I see it. women in yoga pants all the time. I feel like I got it. Yeah, guys. I live in Beverly Hills. What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> um, I think the one thing I would say is though he has uh, he's he's long studied mob tactics, <laughs> <laughs> tactics, tactics, and fighting styles that no longer work. Where in you a just have age. a gun and you beat him on the back of the head with the, the handle. I mean, if he brought is it a, a handle, <laughs> the handle of a gun is that what it's called? I mean, if, I if, he brought a, if he brought a gun to a fist fight, then yeah, I give it to him. So, I mean, there you go. Uh, look, the mob doesn't take chances. You know, it's oh, like, yeah. uh, that's the Chicago way. That's the Chicago way. Uh, yeah, I think if it's a straight fist fight, it's got to be Favreau. You give it to Favreau. Way. Doesn't matter, uh, young Favreau, old Favreau, or young Scorsese, old Scorsese, you think all the way it's all the Favreau? Way Favreau's yeah. got him. You don't think Scorsese could take those glasses and, like, like you do a beer bottle, like, like break them on the side of a table? Like take the glasses and like ah shards of glass. You have glasses. I do. Has that not, ever not not nearly the size of Marty's? I don't feel like that would have the same effect as a bottle. I don't know, Doug. I don't have Marty Scorsese glasses. <laughs> I get it. I you can can't see mostly make well. these uh, distinctions. Yeah. Well, not that. Then he breaks it and he can't see. So mm, touche, huh? He's yeah. like ah, I'll take. He's got backup pairs. He just pulls out the backup pair from his inside jacket pocket. It's like all of a sudden, Favreau goes, you sacrificed a killing stroke for sure footing. He punches him in the face because he can't see. What? Who said that? Who what? said that? He's like throwing his voice around. What do you mean who said that? Me, John, Marty, me. I'm right I here. I said it. He's like, I'll kill you, motherfucker. Oh, He's like, I, I'm over here. Right. <laughs> Turn around. Nope, too far. All right. You, uh, hold on. I'll put you out of your misery, right. you old bastard. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'll lay down and give you a fighting chance. <laughs> so we're saying Favreau for the win? Absolutely. Favreau for the win! Do, 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 do. Thank you, Jared. Thank you, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week? Oh, boy. Breaking Bad's pretty good. <laughs> Check that out. You know what I hear was pretty good? That show, MASH. I hear that's a pretty good show. I feel like it's going to have a good, a good run. <laughs> Someone should pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> Run with that. <laughs> All you got? That's it. Awesome. Uh, I have a board game recommendation. Uh, for all the little ones out there, I, I, someone, uh, Mandy, had said that my recommendation for Hoot El Hoot was a good recommendation. I've got another one for you. If you've got their uh, kids out there, they're ages five plus. Uh, it's a great game called Memory Palace. And the way that it works is that you lay out 16 tiles, and each of these tiles has a different uh, depiction of a room in a house. And then you have these little uh, little circles that have animals on them. And the objective is to take them and uh, you shuffle them up and you take a coin and that has an animal on it and you have to pick a room and you have to tell a story as to why the animal is in the room. And then that. you put it face down. Also, there are three memory monsters that you put in there. And if you forget where the memory monsters are and you, pick, you flip one over, 
you lose. So the idea is to put all these down, and then you have to remember and say what animal is in the room, <clears throat> and also try to recount as much of the story as possible. Ooh, that is a fun game and a so fantastic game for children. Fun. Natalie fucking loves it. No shit, yeah. And uh, every day she's like, "Can we play the animal game?" I'm like, "All right." She's not really good at telling stories. Every story is, um, "Well, the penguin uh, is loves its mama, and that's my story." And then she puts it down. I'm like, "Okay, why is the penguin love? Why is it in that room?" I have to right. kind of ask her some additional yeah. questions. Because ultimately, when she goes through the gas, she's like, I don't know what's in that room. I'm like, it's because you told a shitty story. <laughs> Just like Rise of the Skywalker. Because this is Get your it fr- together. God damn it. <laughs> um, I think it's fantastic, though, because you're building, you're building that, that muscle for her, though. Like you're, helping, you're helping her exercise that muscle, which is fucking great. Well, so we was, never have to have another Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> it was designed by a guy who actually has worked with people to help memory oh, regain great. memory. So this is a great thing, not only for her for memory, but also for storytelling. Yeah, man. Which is fun. Yes. Make believe and all that sort of stuff. So I was at the board game store, and this guy goes, oh, if you want a really good one, it's made by the same people who make Hoot Out Hoot. And... Uh, he told me about it, and I go, you can stop right there. Uh, I'm going to buy this. Right. So thank you. <laughs> I'm like, cool. I went in there to get some games for me. I walked out with two for Natalie. So That's awesome. Memory Palace, available at your local board game store. That's Support. what a good dad looks like. That's right. Right here. Uh, Drew, he might have gotten pulled away doing something, but he said uh, at a moment ago, he said, uh, I don't think this is as easy as you guys are making it out to be. I'm assuming that was in reference to our throwdown. That's my guess. I said, do tell, and then nothing. So my, my guess is that he got pulled away to do something. Um, if that's the case, uh, we will make sure that we document what he says, and uh, we'll hear his argument. Yeah, I'm awaiting your argument, Mr. Dull Moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, gang, thank you so much for listening. It's always a pleasure being here with you. Uh, don't forget to check us out on all our social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Podcast. We're also on Twitch. We record every week. Come check us out. Usually it's on Tuesday. Sometimes it's on Mondays. Who knows? Check our uh, our our media, our mm-hmm. social media. Our social channels. We usually announce it. Uh, and then also check out our YouTube page where we post our episodes as well as some other fun video content. Justin can also tell you about things that he does online via... Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> I switched it up this time. Sorry, uh, uh, yeah, uh, via Instagram and Twitter, <laughs> you, you can find out what the fuck I do. Uh, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Podcast, wherever you can find podcasts and listen to them. Uh, share us around. That is a big one for us. Please share us. Take a link and share it. Uh, subscribe, review, rate, all those things. And then uh, to east8th.com slash mindgap. And then also just follow to east 8th that's the number two, East 8TH, like an address, 2 East 8th on all socials. Uh, we've got some fun stuff uh, coming up. We've got two shorts in post-production. Um, we've got some more ideas coming up, and we were working with a couple fun, a uh, couple troops that you know, Chris and Matt, and a couple, uh, uh, a new one that you uh, you never heard of before. Ooh. They have a, a fun, uh, a fun, some fun ideas coming up. So, mm. uh, yeah, we're keeping busy, and we're doing good stuff. Nice. Done. Super exciting. Justin, thank you. Douglas, uh, thank you. Twitch, thank you. Mm. Podcast listeners, thank you. And we shall see you all next week. Mind Gap Podcast.